You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. Well, Mike, here we are. Uh, Another NFL season is upon us. Somehow, we made it to another year, man. (laughs) Yeah, how about that? (laughs) 2021-22, and after that COVID thing, now, last year, what we went through and and everyone else went through, boy, it feels kind of nice, doesn't it? It does, except for the New Orleans Saints. Just imagine what they're going through. <laughs> you know, they can't go home for a long time now. You know, they're they're working out of the suitcase for quite some time. So they're yeah. starting off in in uh, behind the eight ball, so to speak. But uh, I think they I think they relish that. Yeah. Well, speaking of New Orleans Saints, funny you should mention that. Uh, you you were just in that area not too long ago, uh, as I recall. I believe you were summoned down there by one Sean Payton, head coach of the of the Saints, to uh, to kind of overlook the offense and and maybe whisper in a quarterback's ear and blah 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 blah. I, I, why don't you explain it? Well, there's they want to do some things that we should do with the Rams, and um, we it, we these were things that we did. It was our moniker, you know the the post to, to Marshall and uh, the deep digs and, th- and that sort of thing. And they, they want to start throwing the ball down the field a little bit this year. And they were just some of the things that we did, how we taught it more or less. And it was fun to go down there and uh, share that with them. Now, whether they do it or not, I don't know, but you know, it was fun to go down and, and see them and watch them practice and, you know, watch quarterback Jameis is going to be a good player. Now see to you, Mike, that's, this is old hat because I know you've, gone to several places in the past. I know you were in Dallas a couple of times and you've been asked to do this quite a bit, but boy, what, what an honor. I mean, that, that has to be, especially coming from a guy like Sean Payton. Now, Sean Payton, he's got his ring. Okay. He he's, he's been there like, like you have, and he knows what it takes to get there and not only get there, win it. But when a guy like that calls you up and says, Hey, I, I need you to come down here and help me with X or Y or Z or whatever it is, you got to think to yourself, though, Mike, as long as you've been in this, that's pretty impressive. That, that's kind of a nice oh, it was a great honor. You know, I, I'd, I'd known Sean just from a handshake after games, you know, and really, that's it. That's just it. That. He called me and he, he's just such a gracious, such a such a neat guy, you know, just a really kind gentleman. And I went down there and he introduced me at the team meeting and I couldn't find the, the team meeting place. <laughs> He introduced me and I wasn't there. So, you know, I, I, I goofed that up pretty good. But uh, the meeting rooms were, you know, being in there with the players and listening to their coaches coach the details. And it's fun to see a team like that operate. They're going to be real good. Their coaches are – they're doing it at a high level. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Was there one specific moment that you took out of that that you can share with us? Because, I, I mean, I think that's just great to have you in that building and talking to the guys. But – what stand out stands out? Well, it was good to see, uh, you know, those quarterbacks live. I think, and James, I didn't know anything about him, 
and uh, other James than just Winston. To watch, yes, just to yeah. watch him play a little bit, and and then Hill, of course. But uh, to see them throw the ball live again, he's got some serious zip on the ball, and you know his footwork is still a little erratic. And once he comes, his feet down a little bit, stay on the move. And there's just some of those little things that they're working with him on that'll make him a better player. But, boy, that ball comes out of there good. He's, uh, he can definitely yeah. throw that football very well. He's accurate. He's got the big arm. Yeah, and this is a big year for him now. You it know, is. He came in with a lot of promise uh, to Tampa Bay there, and it, it, it didn't quite work out, obviously. Um, but You know, Ron, that happens though, in the league. I think sometimes uh, – when you can, when you're drafted, your first stop doesn't work out. I think that mm-hmm. uh, you give them a second chance. You just go about it a little bit different, you know. I've always felt good about taking quarterbacks that have failed at another place, but were talented and were hungry, you know. And those are the guys that that I like to coach. You know, they had a they had a special, you know, hunger, if you will, you know, playing this game. Yeah. Well, they got another quarterback down there who I, I like watching this guy. He He's just a football player, and that's Taysom Hill, a very strong guy, physical guy. What were your thoughts of him? I was shocked at how fast he was. Yeah, I watched right. him in practice a little bit, and they had just made the decision on the quarterback, and he was really disappointed, and I understand that. But he's going to figure in that offense. It's, it's such a high level and doing so many different things for them. Um, but I think he obviously wanted to be the quarterback, and – Who's to say that eventually he won't be there? Some, you know, how, how it goes injury-wise, God forbid. But um, those are two terrific players at the quarterback position. And here's a guy that can line up a wide receiver and, and be as good as the rest of them, you know? Yeah, so they told uh, – they made the announcement while you were there, huh, on the start. Of- they didn't make the announcement that he'd made the decision, and then the about decision. a day or two later he made the announcement. Right, and you knew that decision, obviously. I did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I really enjoyed my time talking to Sean during practice and whatnot. You know, and usually the head coaches, things are going so fast for them, but he really took the time to visit. And uh, he's such a gracious guy. I mean, he's he just uh, he's somebody that you want to be around all the time. You know, I can understand why he's been so successful. Yeah. Had had you ever done that in your career? Have you ever summoned another coach to come down and and maybe give you a, a thought or two on, on an area of the field and, or, or the, the game? You know, Ernie Zampezi, you know, we brought him in at the Rams for quite some time. And and uh, to have a refresher course and the basis of what that offense is, and because I think we'd gotten away from some of those things a little bit. And it was good to hear Ernie say, you know, some things about running the football and in certain areas of the field. And uh, just, just to watch how creative he really is and, some of the comments and criticisms that he had and what we should do, what he thought we should do was really, was really uh, insightful and very good for us. Yeah. Now, you know, why a guy like Sean Payton uh, has had such success. Uh, I think he had a quote that week, the week you were down there, he's something to the effect of I'm, I'm always eager to learn. I'm always looking for new information. I think the best ones do that. Um, and I know Saban down in Alabama, he's, he's been quoted as using those exact words often. Well, I think the, you have to change the league changes all the time. You can't, those days of just lining up and running that uh, West coast offenses are gone. You know, there are people are too good at taking away what you do good, you know? So you have to be able to morph during the season into something else. And that's why we always went into a game with so many plays. 
because, you know, so many times I would get surprised and I know Sean's the same way. Somebody figures they've got a new way of stopping you, but when they change their defense drastically to stop you, uh, they're not going to function that very well. So you just change gears. And if you can't change gears and compensate for it, then you have problems and having that kind of an attitude of, of, you know, looking at some different things and, and how to do something better perhaps is, that's why he wins, you know. He's he's a smart guy, boy. Yeah. Well, the Saints will take on the Packers. They'll take them on uh, down there in, in New Orleans. And uh, as you said, New Orleans has gone through another another weather issue. So we we wish all of those uh, fighting through that the best, the very best, definitely. And we'll get back to more uh, matchups as we look forward to this week's games. But Mike, the uh, it, it felt like training camp was real long to me even though it was shorter and I kept trying to figure out what why am I thinking that way but there was one extra week in here that wasn't in 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 here uh last last year and years past I I remember we used to go through training camp and you'd have okay that third week of training camp with four games and you would break camp before the third game and then you'd go into one of days uh, the next week, and that would be that week where guys would be able to get their legs back and so on and so forth. And then you would start the game week. But there's been two weeks like that since the preseason so, game. So Labor Day was always a mulligan. I mean, Labor Day was, you know, the league really didn't want to play on Labor Day. Nobody would come to those those games, the fourth preseason game. So it was it was yeah. costing them money. Uh, it's a that, yeah. It's a game that nobody wanted to play as coaches. You know, you can play all your guys that you know you're going to cut anyway. Uh, the decisions have been made on most of them, you know, so they really can't redeem themselves anyway. And and to play that game was almost worthless. I'm glad they took it out because you got three preseason games is plenty, but having an extra week now to get your guys back and get them going, I think as a player, it, it may seem long to you, but man, yeah. I tell you what, it's like having a bye before your first game. And I think it's really, I think it's healthy. I think the players mentally and physically will go into the season in much better shape. Uh, even though they've added a, a regular season game at the end of the season to compensate. Yeah. So now we've got 17 uh, NFL games, 18 weeks. We knew this was coming. We just weren't sure when it was coming. And so now that we're here, should we just start talking about a 20 game season eventually? Because I it, you know, it's, I don't know. it's pushing that way. Obviously, yeah. It's just about money. You know, that, Having that extra game is a lot of money now. Uh, but yeah. somewhere the body can't take all that. You know, you're going to have to cr- increase their, the rosters exponentially if if you're going to go more games than that, split the te- the season in two and have a bye. And I don't know how you're going to do it, but it's it's just so hard on the body. Uh, you know, I was on the competition committee. They bring that up every year. And all of us on the committee just felt like it wasn't the right thing to do at that time. And they finally got it in. And, you know, the, the – the payoff for the players was that they would take away a preseason game. And I think the way the off season is now for players and, and having uh, the preseason the way it is, it's not as hard on the players going into the season. So perhaps that'll serve them well with this extra game. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, we see injuries. We see things that happen and, and it's a, it's football. It's a rough game. But you know, around so, the injuries, I think the injuries to me that are kind of, um, questionable to me would be you, know, you got a lot of big guys getting injured going into the season soft yeah. tissue injuries with them and we never had that and I don't know you know my 
my uh, take on that would be that there's just not enough contact for big guys in camp. Cause you do have to get in contact shape as you know, you just do, you know, the nine on seven yeah. with the 12 plays we would do was I always felt like that was so necessary, but, and I think that's part of the reason why you have big guys going down. They're just, they're not in contact shape yet. Yeah. How much hitting did you guys do in camp? Oh, we hit every day. <laughs> yeah. We hit every day. You know, we'd have one full practice. Yeah. And we'd slam them and then take the pads up perhaps, you know, if it was hot and, and yeah. then, but the big guys had to get in there and mix it up every day, you know, and then we'd take a day off or whatever, but we have one practice, but it was padded, you know, very seldom did we not have uh, pads and we might go shorts and pads, but they're still doing nine on seven and going at it. Yeah. Right. And that was back when uh, we did two a days. Those were, were real camps as we used to say. All right, I well, well, we'd always go pads in the morning and then, you know, shells in the afternoon. When I was oh. with Chuck, <laughs> Chuck. No. Shells what? Who? Chuck Knox. Yeah. No. You, no, you'd be fired if you even mentioned that. We went, no. we went, we padded up, buddy, and there were two and a half hour practice morning and, and night. <laughs> That's how I came into the league, Mike. Yeah. We're yeah. going two a days. In yeah. fact, Hank Bullis said in my first training camp, and I'll never forget this, we, you know, we're getting, we have that, that Sunday night meeting. It's like, uh, Oh man, it feels like the, the meeting before the invasion. And uh, he's talking and blah, 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 blah. He said, listen, guys, don't count the lines on the wall at night. Don't count the practices. You're going to be in two a days for so long. You won't even remember your name by the time this is done. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, what did I oh. sign up for at 22 years old? But that, that was the way they did it. They grind, 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 grind. And then it, to give you a day off, or to ease it up on you on Sunday, they would let you go out in shoulder pads and shorts for one practice on Sunday yeah. or a couple of weeks. Then you finally got a Sunday off. But yeah. Well, when I was, when I was at the Rams, that's kind of the way things were. We backed off of that. Um, I just felt like uh, I really watched our players watch how fatigued they were and we would adapt practices, but you have to turn in your practice schedules to the league. And if you change it, they get real upset with you. So, even even then you did? Yeah. I every, didn't know that. Every practice has got to be turned That's in a league, and you have to adhere to that schedule. And so to, to give them a day off even, you have to go through the league and let them know and do all that kind of stuff. So I what I would do is, is turn in a practice plan and give them a day off but not tell them. So I'd schedule a practice, but what I'd turn in the league is I'm giving them that day off. And then I, you know, you give them a day off and – You'd plan for that day off, but on the schedule, their schedule, they plan to have practice. So it's like you're throwing them a bone kind of thing. Yeah, right, right. Well, we move forward here, and uh, let's talk about rule changes. Not a lot to talk about, actually, here. Six new rule changes, uh, nothing really earth-shaking. But the one rule that kind of stuck out to me for some reason was the replay official, okay, the guy who's in the booth. Uh, who would call down under two minutes and things like that and say, hey, uh, check this or check all the scores, you know, check this, this, blah, blah, blah. This guy can now uh, call down and, and, and make a change on a play without a coach having to throw a challenge flag. So they're giving him more power. They're not saying he's like the, what do they call it? The, uh, the, the coach in the sky, he's not designated, you know, with all power, but they're giving him a little more power to make calls like that. Yeah. I'm surprised at that because, uh, you know, the TV time is so important. 
you know, with the league. They want to compact that game as much as they can. And to add, that's going to mean that there's more time, you know, in terms of the whole timing of that game. So, um, but I think it's a, it's a healthy thing. You know, something's missed on the field that's accurate and they review it and it makes the game better. I think it's good. You know, uh, there's things that you do miss that uh, perhaps if they see it upstairs and they fix it and, you know, it just makes the game cleaner. I think. Yep. I agree. All right, pushing forward here, let's talk about the new coaches. A lot of coaches oh, – hold on there. That's not my ring. My phone doesn't ring like that. I turned I turned it off. It shouldn't be ringing. Well, Mars, obviously you didn't. So I haven't put off. I turned there's it got, off. Right be there, a, see, it says off. No, there's got to be a fine in order somewhere here. I am pretty fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man see that's why I'm sean had saying. you come down there see? i'm just yeah. saying I'm just i know saying, hey hey it is what it is right that's right <laughs> better up oh man better up good lord okay so uh the new head coaches in the league this year we had five last year now we've got seven and they are brandon staley urban meyer nick sirianni dan campbell arthur smith robert sala and David Culley. So let's let's uh, no particular order here, folks. So don't don't start tripping on me here. Uh, I just kind of threw these down. Let's start with Brandon Staley. Now he goes from Rams defensive coordinator to uh, Chargers head coach. And a sweet deal. He doesn't even have to leave the West Coast or California or the county. And at 38 years old, uh, there's obviously something that the Spanos family sees in him. I think this is the best hire of all of them. To be honest with you, I think. I re- we talked about this last year. I think he's a brilliant young coach, uh, particularly with the defense there. And I think the players were really attached to him. Uh, he helped make them a better defensive unit. Uh, they were really good under his leadership. And I think that he, under his leadership defensively, the Chargers will be much better. And they've got some great talent on defense, you know, the rushers and the backers. And, and then, yeah. of course, on offense, um, you know, they're a good team. And that quarterback, I think, is probably in the top four or five. So I think uh, he'll have the most impact on on his team, I think, more than any other of the new coaches. Now, he had uh, what I call a, a freak of a player over there at the Rams and, uh, and Aaron Donald. So, Mike, how do you know when it's the coach and how do you know when it's just a guy who had great players? How do you, in other words, how do you know when a guy, a young guy like this is ready for that job? All right, so how good was he before he came? Did he play better when he was there? Was he better, you know what I mean, before? I'm talking about Aaron Donald. Yes, Aaron Donald, yeah. yeah. Right. And his game jumped way up, I think, when, when uh, he was there. So he did affect him. And just listening reading to, to what some of the players had talked about, I think he had a real positive impact on those guys. And I think they were all much better because of him. I think he's a detailed guy. Uh, I think he's a motivator. Um, young guy that uh, I think he's a kind of a shining star and he's got he's with the right team now. They need somebody defensively because offensively, you know, they're going to be real good with that quarterback. And of course, the running game will be good. Their offensive line is a little weak, but uh, I think as a head coach and in, in trying to stabilize the defense, and I think he'll have the most impact of all the young coaches or the new coaches, rather. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Got young Justin Herbert there. A couple, a couple other kids too. Uh, yes, Josh Kelly at running back there, and a couple right. other guys at 
that are really Austin Eckler are really fun to watch. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. So Urban Meyer, he steps out of the broadcast booth and, and back down to the field. Only this time it's an NFL field. There's got to be some, there's got to be a learning curve or a relearning curve, whatever you want to call it, when you now have sat out for a little bit, but you go back to coach, but now you're at the highest level. Well, co college coaches notoriously don't do well in the NFL. There are very few of them uh, that have gone into the league and, and done really well. And I think some of that is because so many of them in college are more authoritarians. And that just doesn't work in the league. It just doesn't, you know, and I think, uh, you know, um, that's been proven by a number of guys that have come through the league and, and not made it that were great, great coaches in college. You know, Alabama – uh, Saban is one of them, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's part of Urban's uh, success is his tenacity and and whatnot. And I think uh, how he deals with those players, he will have to change. But he's an excellent uh, coach and very knowledgeable on personnel. I think he'll be different. My vote would be that he's going to do really well there. And of course, quarterback there, you know how I feel about him. I think he's uh, just exceptional. Right. Yeah. Everybody's expecting big things from him as well. So Nick Sirianni goes from Colts offensive coordinator under uh, my former teammate, Frank Reich, as head coach. Now he's the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles at 39 years old. But he's going to have his hands full there, even after a Super Bowl win a few years back. This is an unhappy city again regarding football. Well, I think that that organization is kind of on a downward trend. And I think that'll be problematic for him. I think he'll do a good job with the offense and they still have got a lot of question marks in the offense to deal with, particularly the quarterback. I think yeah. it's going to be a very, very tough job for him. I don't see this getting turned around by him. They're going to have to be patient and give him some time with it because personnel is definitely an issue there. Yeah. Well, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, this is an interesting guy. I I'm not so sure. Either Dan Campbell's going to do well and win there or he's going to get a TV show out of this. <laughs> because he's always got something to say yeah. you know you remember he came out during camp i think they had a fight and uh you know the league stepped in and said oh be careful this but like he said are you kidding me i love to see it I, I made me feel good he's that guy you know so he's uh he's he's an old player you know long time assistant there uh with the saints uh, former tight end with the, with the panthers and at 44, he's the man now. Does he have enough knowledge of this, or is he just going to learn on the fly? No, I, Danny played for me at Detroit. He was our tight end, and mm -hmm. he played with a, with a bad arm. He had no business playing, but he's a throwback now. He he really yeah. is. And he's as tough as they come, as loyal as they come, and he loves this game of football. His personality will impact that group significantly. The problem is, personnel-wise, I just don't know how good they are. You know, they've always had problems in the secondary there, and uh, they've never had a running back come in and, and be solid enough throughout the season. I mean, you go way back when, you know, the last running back that was significant for him, and that's the main issue for Detroit is they're going to have to come up with that running game, that's, and he'll do that. That's that's where he'll start. Yeah, he got recognized a couple of times for uh, uh, fighting through adversity and injuries and, and, like you said, just being an overall tough guy. And he's going to reinstill some of that in uh, in a tough town and a place that's has had a little of that in the past. Now they have to get the W's think, to match it. You know what? I think he's what they need there. Yeah. They really do. I think he'll rally the troops. Uh, ultimately, they're good enough. Probably not. But 
I think through the years that they'll draft well and give him good players, I think he'll be very effective there. Arthur Smith, uh, another young guy, 38 years old, uh, Titans offensive coordinator. Now he is the head coach with the Atlanta Falcons. You know, that's a diminishing team as well. You know, they've got a, a quarterback that's at the end. Uh, you know, they've, they've got some runners there. But personnel-wise, anytime you come in as a new head coach and the personnel is kind of in limbo there, they're going through a rebuild. They've got some defensive players there that should be coming in that came in two, year, two or three years ago that should be really good now. But I just – I think that's going to be a tough one for him too. I, I really – I think that'll be a, a hard uh, job for him. I just don't see that being successful. All right, Mike, uh, the next guy, Robert Sala, coming over from the 49ers as a defensive coordinator. A lot of success there. Helped take that team to a Super Bowl. So he knows the road, uh, the path that it, that it takes uh, to get to the big dance. What is he going to bring to that team as a head coach, though? Well, he's kind of a special candidate. I think uh, he's a little bit uh, different than most of them. I think he's very bright. He's uh, built that defense out there at San Francisco uh, and gone through that whole process. So he gets that with the personnel and, and installing what he wants. And uh, he's a very intelligent guy that the players really like. He's a detailed guy. It's just exactly what the Jets need. He, even with, uh, you know, the, the personnel situation, the way it is there, he'll have some successor right away. Uh, maybe they win uh, six, seven games this year, but as they give him more talent, I think he'll do very well. He's, I think he's one of the, the rising stars as well. As a coordinator, as an offensive coordinator, when you see his defense, what would scare you about it if you had to coach against it today? I think the thing that, that gets my attention is how well they adapt to what you're doing and how well they take away uh, what they presume you do best. And those guys that do that, they force you to change. And I think that's what he does. He does a great job of taking away what you do best, and he can change. And uh, if he wants a blitz, if he feels that way, then he, he analyzes the opponent very well and will bring it uh, for whoever he plays. You know, some of the games that they played the Rams when he's at San Francisco, he did a terrific job of shutting them down. Yeah, that's right. Now, that, that 49er team, they've got something on the Rams. Uh, two losses – uh, to the 49ers last year by the Rams. So they, they seem to, well, he took, you know, in that division, that's not a surprise. No, but he, right? what that's he did though, Ron, is, you know, the Rams, they do what they do and they don't change much. And he yeah. took them to task on that. He just said, you know what, you're not doing that. And, it, and he made some adjustments okay. and just shut them down. Yeah, that's right. No. And uh, that's a big rivalry. And you've, you've been a part of that thing before now. <laughs> right. Each team <laughs> is saying that we got one team we got to take care of in this. Division. No question. It's, it's the, each other. So we know how that goes. And then lastly, the one down in, in Houston, uh, David Cully at 65 uh, comes over as a longtime Raven assistant. He'll get the head coaching job. And he, he fell right into a big vat of uh, not necessarily clam chowder, but but something between uh, you know what's going on with the quarterback uh, and Watson and what's going on now with the new quarterback coming in and changes in the front office and people fired, people called out in the carpet. Uh, you lose Watt out to, to Arizona. Uh, a lot, lot on the plate for him. You know, I think that's the hire they need. They needed a guy that's been around the league for a while. They need a calming personality, which he really mm -hmm. is. Uh, he, he's the best hire for them. You know, they thought that they should go hire 
a young guy, one of these upcoming guys, but a guy at his age that's been around the, the block a little bit uh, has a calming effect on those players in those situations. I still think things are going to be very difficult down there for him, but I think he's the right pick for them. I really do. So when they go that direction with Cully, okay, and I'm talking about the, the Texan front office, you left guys on the side there like Leslie Frazier. Right. He was being talked about. Uh, Brian Dayball, a um, little bit younger, though, um, and then even more younger, I think, uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy. But Leslie Frazier, I thought, was going to be a, a, a shoe-in for that job. I was surprised that they went another direction. I kind of felt Eric Bieniemy would have been a great pick there, but I think what they're going for is uh, that personality that can calm the whole thing down a little bit and make sense of it. And a young yeah. guy coming in there, uh, as good as they are, there's a learning curve for you. And it might take a year or two, and, and they could really get beat up in that job. They needed somebody with experience in there that's dealt with those kinds of things, the problems that they have. And he's probably that guy. You know, it's every job is so different. Their personalities just don't fit, you know. And uh, it, yeah. it, that's why you, you take a guy that's really a good head coach that just doesn't do well in – some places, you know, Jimmy Johnson goes over to Miami after leaving the Cowboys, and it's just a different environment. Doesn't do well there, you know. No, no. So we'll keep an eye on those head coaches. Uh, the way it goes every year, somebody is a surprise and someone uh, jumps into something that was a little bit bigger than everyone thought, but uh, this is their shot. So, hey, the best of luck to all of them. So we move forward, Mike, and let's talk about this week's games now. This is week one, and we're going to start off with, the, with a big one on Thursday night. It'll be the Cowboys taking on the Buccaneers. Cowboys, it uh, looks like Dak is going to make it back out there, and, and what, a, what a journey it's been after the, the horrific injury he suffered last season. And, you know, a lot of people don't know about rehab. Rehab is, uh, is, is, is emotionally, physically uh, straining, difficult. It's very hard. It's, and he's had to go through that. So, uh, and, and Buccaneers are riding high, obviously, with a Super Bowl win. What intrigues you about this matchup? And uh, what do you think we'll see early in this game? The things that have been problematic for the Cowboys in the past, you know, the consistency and running the football, um, all the injuries in the offensive line, and then a complete lack of uh, play in the secondary, no matter who's back there. You know, the, the corners on third and five, third and six, giving up all these holding penalties. That's been an issue for a number yeah, of years that's there. Bad. If they can settle those things, and those things aren't hard to settle now, then, and I think Mike now has a better, McCarthy's got a better idea about his personnel and how to approach this thing. Uh, the coordinator's been there for some time now and, and has a good feel for what they want to do. And But they've got to get the running game cranked up again. The offensive line, if, if they're healthy, that's a good offensive line. And there, mm -hmm. there's no reason why in this opening game they can't really do well against Tampa. I think that this would be a game that the Cowboys should win. How good is Tampa? I mean, we know what they did last year, and that was last year. And, and I'll ask you a little bit more about that next season after a Super Bowl, but what do you see in them this, this season? I think they're a real good team. I think what's happened is, you know, when Brady went down there, there's so much talent at the wide receiver position, and they just never really played very well. And I think kind of a player-coach mentality, he got, he got them into a discipline mode. And 
they, the more they won, the more they responded to his type of discipline. You know, Peyton mm-hmm. Manning did the same thing when he went out to Denver, right? So, the, but it's really hard coming off a win like that. Now, Brady knows he's been there many, many times. Come off a Super Bowl win, how hard it is to win that next season. Uh, yeah. They're really good on defense now. They're Those two backers are the real deal, buddy. Now, they're good. Um, I just see that. I just feel like uh, Dallas has got a great chance with a quarterback uh, pulling off an upset like this. If they can handle those two backers, I think they'll win this game. And I thought the Bucs did a great job of signing everyone. They did. Or at least everyone that mattered. And that's another hang-up. As you said, you, you, you win a Super Bowl. They, raid the, they come in and raid your roster. <laughs> yeah, everything costs more money, including the trip to the Super Bowl yeah. for hotels and yeah. airfare for the whole company. Yes, it does. And I think that uh, there's a little bit of a hangover that, you know, everybody's writing a book, everybody's doing, you know, they're, they all have their own TV shows and, you know, you know, that whole thing. And and that kind of hangover takes some time to go away. And the good news for them is Brady's there to stop that from happening. He's been through all that, but I think ultimately I just, if the, if the Cowboys are going to be, you know, a factor this year, they need to win this game. They have to win this game. You know, as a demonstration to their players and everybody else now, uh, you know, we can get this thing done. And and I just think that they're such a talented team that I just believe Mike will do a great job of getting them ready to play this game. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll chat more Super Bowl in next season in a second here. Let me go down the list. So uh, as we get into Sunday games, that'll stretch out. We'll start with the Jacksonville taking on the Texans. Uh, the Chargers at Washington, that could be interesting. And, and like I said, new head coach there in Staley um, and a team that's played very well coming down the stretch there late and a guy and a team that can get after your pass rush wise. So they'll be looking to get after Herbert. Yeah, they will. And they're finding their way with the quarterback position there too, finally. And they're just a real tough, well-coached football team. This will be a hard game on the road for the Chargers to win in his, his uh, debut. Yeah, it will be. Yep. Seahawks and the Colts. This is interesting. The Colts in the offseason here, they got Wentz banged up. He broke his foot, had surgery, uh, came back. They're very uh, mum about how they're, you know, whether or not he's going to play and start and all this. They just keep saying, oh, he's progressing, looking nice. We're taking a day to day. That tells me Jacob Eason better be ready to go there. And, uh, that's an interesting matchup because the Seahawks, they had their, their stuff in the offseason. They had their little in-house squabbles there with the quarterback and, you know, talking about the protection and wanting to make changes. So we'll, we'll see if they got their house fixed as well. I just don't know that uh, the Seahawks can win there. I just, I just don't think they can beat Indianapolis with all the issues going on there. And it's the, some of the problems res, haven't been resolved with the offensive line. It'll, I'll be real interested to see how they play. Uh, I just think that probably the Colts, even with the quarterback issue, wins this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does the quarterback, and I'm talking Russell Wilson, he he has every right to voice his opinion, doesn't he? Did he, did he cross a line at any point for you? No, no. You know, he, he's done enough. He's got enough pelts on the wall, so to speak. It's just – it's the same thing as Aaron Rodgers. You know, they he's given everything he's got, and he he just needs to know that he's been given some supporting help, you know, offensive linemen, receivers, et cetera, et cetera. And when they put that ball in his hands and said, we're going to have to win it by you throwing the football, but you don't have the protection issues that they had, you know, 
it's just not fair. It's just not right. And he's done enough to where his voice should be heard. Now, unfortunately, it it got public when it should have never been public. That's something that you deal with behind closed doors with the staff. And, and then hopefully yeah. they'll agree and address those issues. But when they don't, your last the last chance for you is to air it out. Yeah. I don't have a problem Jets with him doing that. No, no. No, like you said, the pelt's on the wall. The man's taking the team to the promised land, won the Super Bowl. And, yes. And, you know, he's not a, he's not a conflicting guy. He's, he's not, not. A, a stir-it-up a stir guy. So when he says something, you, you, you best believe there is an issue there. Ron, that's exactly the point. That's, he's not a guy to do that. That's not his personality. So when he gets to that point, yeah, then they need to listen and do something about it. Yeah, well, we'll find out if they listened. Uh, one o'clock this uh, this coming Sunday. Jets and the Panthers. Uh, Jets. You know, I like the Panthers. Uh, I, I like some of the things they do there with that coach. I and and you know we talk about Salah taking over the Jets job, but this is going to be an interesting game. Well, I think Trevor Lawrence is. Uh, if they can keep him healthy, uh, they can grow around him. I just think he's one of those. It seems like I'm saying this every year about these new young quarterbacks coming up, but he is. He is a franchise player, obviously, and I just think he's going to be exceptional. And uh, he gets going in this game and gets some confidence. I think this team's going to be really good. 49ers are going back to play Detroit. Uh, we're going to see if Dan Campbell, if some of that bravado now has spilled over onto the team. New quarterback. I don't, I'm still trying to figure out if, if Dan Campbell's toughness matches the way Goff plays and his personality. Maybe it does. I, I don't know. Well, you know, he's been to the Super Bowl, and, and obviously he's yeah. been a good player. Uh, they've never asked him to do anything quick, and that could be just the way they play or their lack of confidence in his ability to do things quick. I don't know. But I do believe now that uh, they'll do a lot of play action, rely on the running game, and hopefully they'll let him get the ball out quicker than what he was doing up in, you know, for the Rams. That's right. That, yeah, that, that's a that's, tough win. That would be a tough game for – Danny to win in Detroit, but because I think San yeah. Francisco is really good. And a big, it's a big win. If he can pull that one, that's, yes. a, that's a big win, a good first yes. first step there. Yeah. And that was Matt rule. There'd be a head coach slipped my mind for a split second there for, for uh, the Panthers um, that will, that will, uh, that's done some good things. I, I like him. I think he's, he's, uh, he's been good for that team thus far. Vikings and the Bengals. Bengals, uh, you know, they've got their quarterback and, and now he's got a receiver. And uh, I tell you, the receiver I like is the, the Justin Jefferson kid for for the Vikings. I, he, he's impressive to me. He's very impressive. And he is that number one receiver that can turn games around. He can go. He's he's really a, um, a unique player. I think he's one of the better ones around. Yep. Jamar Chase. That's uh, that's the young man that was drafted there by the Bengals out of LSU. So uh, that, that, that should make the quarterback happy. You know, he, he's, he's got a little home cooking there. So we'll, we'll see how that. Ronnie, I'll tell you what will make him happy is he can get him to block and protect him. That'll make him happy. <laughs> yeah. The protection, the protection <laughs> yeah. up front, boy, that, that kid, he took some shots and, uh, you know, and that's a problem with it. When you, when you pick first in the league and you pick the best quarterback, there's good news and bad news to that. You know, you just, you can't protect him. He's going to get hurt. And hopefully they've got that yeah. result. Yep. Burrow with the knee injury there early. Never like to see that, but uh, hopefully he'll be back strong this year. Steelers going to Buffalo. A little, uh, oh, 
Big well, that's game gonna one. be that's gonna be interesting to open up the season with. Now Buffalo flying high, you know, they go out to Kansas City and take the L in the championship game, but you know, they 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 got a lot of uh they, they got a lot of energy in their back pocket. They think they're pretty good. They're good. They are good. And, you know, they can win you, win the game by running the football, playing great defense, or throwing the football. They're just a well-rounded football team. They play excellent special teams. Uh, that quarterback, they put in his hand and start throwing the ball a little bit. Uh, he's hard to stop now. You know, they're yeah. really a good team. I, I just think that uh, they beat Pittsburgh back there. And we've – you were, you played at Buffalo, but going into Buffalo is no easy task, not for anybody. Nah, no, nah, it's going to be a full stadium now, Jack. Yeah. So get get your earplugs ready yeah. and uh, get a good night's sleep. Right. And and, and uh, bring your Bible because they're going to call you every name that you've ever heard of and some that you've never heard of yeah. coming down that tunnel. Uh, Browns at the Chiefs. I, I love how the league does this to people. So they know the Browns went out there for a playoff game and lost. And so what do they do? First game of the season, you're going back to Kansas City. <laughs> you know, this will be a heck of a matchup. I'm not real familiar with the Chiefs and what they did at tackle. I, I haven't really studied that. Yeah. But uh, when they lost those two tackles, obviously, in the Super Bowl, it was problematic for them. But, you know, they uh, those two tackles did not stay. They left after the season they as left. well. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll find out if they were able to solve that problem or not. If not, then I think that uh, – Cleveland's got a chance to win that game. Packers and the Saints, uh, you know, we were talking about you spending some time down there at training camp there uh, with Sean Payton and the offense. Uh, I, I always give the nod to, how do I say this? I guess at home it helps, but, you know, the Saints, again, very similar to Hurricane Katrina, they, they've gone through another you know, a disaster there, uh, hurricane wise. So they're picking up the pieces. And at the same time, after relocating, trying to stay focused on football, but here comes a green Bay team. I tell you, Mike, I don't know how good green Bay is going to be. I, I, they are all talking the, the, the good stuff that, okay. Yeah. We, we've all kissed and made up with Aaron and everything's good now. And I, 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 I don't know about that. I'll, the, the, the win-loss record will tell me if everything is good. And I, and I need to see that the defense is better because they, they dropped off in that area last year, and especially, especially in the playoff game, especially right before halftime when uh, Tom Brady lit them up, and that was the difference in the game. Well, I think the winningest team in the league over the last three or four years is actually the Saints. And, you know, they've been kind of milking the last three years because Drew's just didn't have the arm strength anymore to push the ball down the field. Now it's different with Jameis, you know. So I think it's a different offense for them. Uh, I think uh, the running back is uh, just superb. Um, they've got so many weapons there on offense. They're just such a unique team. I just think they, they might just explode. Uh, I just think they beat the Packers. I don't know how good the Packers are on defense. And uh, they've got a yeah. great wide receiver. they got a good running back. But – on the road down there to face all that firepower. I think the Saints beat them. Yeah, and a big big game for Winston now. Let's uh, let's see what happens there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the Packers just to tag this, 13-3 and three last year, outstanding record, but two straight losses in championship games. So they're stuck in that place, in that, uh, that sunken place, so to speak, where they can't get out of the NFC championship game. Yeah. All right, the Broncos and Giants. Broncos going back to New York. 
I, this is a weird one. I, the Giants, they, I'm not sure what the Giants are, and I'm not the only one to say this, and I'm sure this has been said often about, I'm not sure what they're going to be this year. Uh, the quarterback, sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't like him. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure what to think, Mike. I think he's gotten better as over the last yeah. two years. I think he's gotten better. And, uh, of course, Jason is is the, the offensive coordinator there last year, and He's really, as you watch him go through the season, he's he's really uh, had an effect on him. I think the Giants will be a real good team this year. I really do. And I think quarterback will play very well. Uh, and I think they beat Denver and I'm back in New York. That's a tough, yeah, that's a tough opener so as well. That's a real tough one. You, you guys opened back there. I want to say, was it after a Super Bowl? Uh, no, it was two years after that. We went out there two years and got beat. Yeah. 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 That's a tough, and it was early in the season, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the second game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tough place to play no matter what their record is. Dolphins and the Patriots, uh, that'll be interesting. That's uh, the head coach going back up to his his uh, his old stomping ground uh, for the Dolphins. And uh, now there's no uh, Cam Newton, and uh, Jones has taken over the spot as quarterback uh, for the Patriots, so that'll be interesting. I just don't know the Patriots are a good team. Aside from the, the quarterback position, I just – they didn't have a whole lot on offense uh, in terms of no. uh, firepower. Defensively, they're just very generic. They weren't really anything right home about. I just think the Dolphins win this game. Uh, it'll be tough for New England this year. It, it'll be very tough. When you look at Miami, what, what, what do you like about the Dolphins right now? Well, I like the improvement on defense. You know, that was kind of their Achilles. They, they, sometimes they'd show up, sometimes they wouldn't, you know. And, and I think Tua now is is uh, going to be a real good player in the league. Uh, if they'd stay to what he does really well, not ask him to do some things that he's not good at, you know, just, he, you know, he's a good decision maker. He really is. You just got to let him get the ball out quick, you know. And uh, they've got some firepower down there. I just think personnel-wise right now they're a better team than New England. Yeah, maybe Brian Flory is there, the head coach. Uh, yeah, he does, long-time defensive guy. He does a great job in leadership down there too, Ron. Yeah, yeah I think the players really respond yeah. to him. Yeah, they 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 like him and they play for him. You can see that they've yes. taken his energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we were talking earlier, Mike, and we'll uh, we'll wrap things up with this, uh, being that the first team that we're going to see this week play will be a Super Bowl winning team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Cowboys. So everyone talks about that, that Super Bowl hangover and that next season. What is the hardest part about that next season after you win a Super Bowl? Um, hanging <laughs> in the off season is hanging on to the good players that you have because you all want to get paid more, you know, and you end up losing guys to other teams and guys you don't want to lose. And, uh, Losing the Super Bowl is really hard the next season because I've been in both situations. Uh, we lost a quarter. We were undefeated the year afterwards, and we were undefeated and lost a quarterback with a broken thumb, and we were rolling. Uh, it's I think camp is very telling. You know, Tampa Bay has a great camp, and they, they're sharp, and I think they'll have a great year. I just mm -hmm. think you can tell by how they go through their camp and how they start. You know, if they start slow, it's going to be a hard year for them. You know, the – just the focus by the players, you know, the motivation for them uh, yeah. is different. Yeah. Is there anything a coach can tell his team 
before that season starts, or does it just have to come from within, from the, the leaders of the team? It has to come from Tom Brady. He's done it so many times. He needs to stand in front of the team and tell them exactly what's going to happen. And if this yeah. doesn't, if we don't do this, and then we're not going to win, you know, that kind of thing. And he's been yeah. through, he's been through this so many times mm -hmm. that uh, he can relate to these guys and tell them what they need to avoid so that they have a winning season and whether they listen or not, it's another thing, but I think they will. All right, Mike, we'll see. It's uh, it's coming at us. And in the final, final game there, that's uh, the Ravens and the Raiders. And that will, uh, that will be in, uh, I believe that's in, in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, fourth, yeah, fourth year for uh, John Gruden. And he, he had to answer the question, I think for the first time, which is telling that he even had the question addressed to him. Do you feel any pressure right now? And he said, of course, you know, no, I don't feel any pressure, blah, blah, blah. Bull, but it, it's like, right, right. It's like they say, if you're talking about retiring, you've already done it. So if he's talking about pressure, denying it or accepting it, then there is pressure. There's always pressure, you know, and when you're four years now and they haven't done anything, yeah, you, you, there's pressure, no question about it. And for him to say no, basically is that little white lie. I mean, for any coach, yeah. When, yeah. when you're great expectations, they gave him all that money. Uh, it's like a player. When you give a player all that money, uh, does he check it in or does he, you know, what, what's going to happen with him? And obviously there's got to be pressure on him and he's got to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And plus a new stadium. Okay. And you know, a, a new locale for the league, right. You know, they want the league wants this locale to do well. They want the organization to do well. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's uh the W's better start coming real soon, not to mention that the league is now buddied up with the gambling and, and all of that. So there's, there's a lot of money on the table, no pun intended. Right. <laughs> I think they'll, they'll have a hard time with uh, the Ravens. The Ravens are, are, are really yeah. good, obviously. And, you know, that's a tough, that'll be a tough one. Carr's been so inconsistent with him. Uh, I just don't know who's going to show up there. And he's such a good player. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, here we go, Mike. Just the start of it. We got uh, 17 and 18 weeks to do it in. So let's go. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Man. Fired up. As always, good talking to you. And uh, we'll chat next week. All right. Thank you. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martz. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Well, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Be sure and join us next Tuesday as we break down who we think will be this season's top five NFL quarterbacks. And don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that subscribe button. Remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. So long, everybody. Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.